Hi, welcome to the Better Humans Brigade. It's a podcast to help us all evolve as humans. So thanks for being here and thanks for being interested in evolving. Okay, so you might have noticed that I changed the title of my podcast. It used to be called The Cool Kids Club. And Better Humans Brigade is actually really similar to that in my mind because The Cool Kids Club was actually about how, you know, there's like this myth that like the cool kids, who the kid kids are and what they do. Um, but in my mind, the cool kids are the people who actually aren't really considered cool by normative standards. And so it was kind of a play on words that I hoped to attract people who felt like outsiders in some way, because the people who do feel that way are often the most sensitive and hold the most potential for bringing us forward as a society. So I changed the name to Better Humans Brigade. And to be honest, I don't know that it's going to stay that way. I'm a Gemini and I like changing things uh, all the time. It's my, it's my strong suit. It's what's made me who I am. I'm lucky to have been born in that sign. So don't get attached to the Better Humans Brigade. And if you have suggestions for something that's better, feel free to send them my way because I do like suggestions. So this podcast episode is going to be really different. I'm going to tell you why. I have been undergoing some massive transformation, and I there's a part of me that really wants to delete all the previous episodes, but I, I've come to accept them. They were necessary, just like Edison, what Edison took 10,000 tries to make the light bulb. I had to do a bunch of different things and say a different, a bunch of different things and try a lot of things out to get to my message and where I'm at right now, which after a lot of stumbling, what felt like stumbling around in the dark, I actually feel very clear about what I'm doing and what I'm sharing and what I want to say. And it's still coalescing and it's still coming together, but I feel like this is a lot more um, aligned, so to, so to speak. And I also want to say there are a lot of people out there right now who are using language like flow and being in alignment and law of attraction. And for a long time, I had a lot of aversion to these people. It's not because I didn't believe in what they were saying, but there was this part of me that felt definitely, definitely I was hiding from my own, um, my own purpose here on this planet. I was hiding. I was afraid to step into it. And also I felt a bit of cynicism, probably as a manifestation of me hiding from what I'm supposed to be doing, a little bit of cynicism and frustration with quite honestly, cisgender people trying to speak to what it means to live an authentic life, even though those people are absolutely doing it at a level that makes sense for them. I honestly felt like as a person who was coming out as transgender later in life, that I had insights and epiphanies and access to lenses and perspectives that a lot of these current quote-unquote thought leaders were trying to share and speak about and teach about. And my frustration was the limitations of what they're able to say and what they're able to see. And so that manifested as me being jealous and envious, which at the time um, served me in a way, but I was also aware that it was also limiting me personally because it felt uh, not great. The ego doesn't really ever feel great. <laughs> um, it protects us, but that's not the same as it actually feeling good. But it, it was great because it provided contrast. 
Contrast, friends, is how we grow. Without contrast, and by that I mean something that doesn't feel good. If something doesn't feel good, we have nothing to overcome. Do you see what I mean? And so, so many humans kind of live in this state of wanting things to be comfortable and easy and no adversity. But adversity is the gift we are given to overcome and transform. So in a way, you, you I really invite you to really change your frame and really change your perspective on things that are happening for you that are providing contrast to perhaps maybe the conditions you have in your mind that you would want in your life. I hope that's helpful. I hope that makes sense. So um, again, I'm, I'm going to be speaking and a lot of what I'm going to be saying is going to be kind of different to the way I've been speaking. So hopefully you'll stick with me and you'll um, get in touch with me if you have any questions or you're not really sure about what I was talking about. A lot of what I might be saying might be sounding really meta and out of left field won't really make sense to you. I know a lot of the people, a lot of the teachers that I've been studying and reading for about 20 years now, at first they sounded really weird. And I was like, what are they even talking about? I totally didn't get what they were talking about. But there was something in me that was attracted to the message of what they were sharing. And I stuck with it and studied and persevered for 20 years. So if you're listening to this, hopefully you'll listen a few times. And I'm also really committed to trying to speak and convey concepts that I understand in, in ways that I really hope will penetrate and you'll really understand. Because my goal now with sharing this information that I've integrated is to help you understand for two reasons. First, so that you really come into more consciousness and more self-awareness for yourself, because as you become more conscious, and by self-conscious, I mean really more conscious of yourself, and self is also dualistic. It's who you think you are, but it's also how people see you, right? And, and, self-conscious and self-aware, because the more you are, the more control you have over how you speak and how you act. And so then that's the second fold, which is then that's how we're going to heal this world. Because I think we, a lot of us are really committed to improving conditions here on this planet for all beings and making things better. And the first step is for you to focus inward, heal from the inside out, so that you can become a presence on this planet that enables and engenders the healing of others. That's what I've taken on for myself. I'm, I'm doing a great job. I'm certainly not done, <laughs> but I feel really good about what I've accomplished so far. And so now I'm going to start sharing with you so that you can get on board and we're going to be the Better Humans Brigade. You get it? That's how it works. Awesome. So that's why I changed the title of the podcast. That's what I'm about. I'm going to back up a little bit and kind of recap what's been going on that's led to this genesis of transformation. And then I'm going to talk about why I moved. So for if you've been following me, listening along, you know I lived in Boston for 10 years, and then I moved to Vermont this past October. I'm going to talk to you about why I moved. I'm going to talk to you about what happened while I was there. And I'm going to tell you what's next for me, but also for you. Parenthetically, I want to say I am sharing my journey, my personal life, and insights as part of my purpose on this planet. My work as a coach is my calling to help people evolve. So 
you're welcome to just listen along, you know, take, you know, to take it in and as, as one way, but my work as a coach is the extension of my sharing. So I really just want to make that clear that I'm not just sharing for my health. I mean, I am because it makes me a healthier, happier person to share what I understand and what I've come to see. I'm, exper- I'm experimenting on myself about how to evolve and become a great person. And my work as a coach is how I help other people do that for themselves. So if you weren't clear about that, sometimes people are like, I've been following you and I don't even really know what you do. And, and that's, that's what I'm doing. And I, I do coaching in a couple different ways, definitely with individuals, one-on-one, very intimate personal coaching, maybe what I'll start to call evolution coaching or transformation coaching. People will call it life coaching, health coaching. Um, that's what I'm doing. But then I'm going to be developing courses to bring people in community to be able to do this work together. It's uh, really, really transformative when, you're, when you realize that you're not alone. So that's, that's what we're going to be covering today. So let me back up and recap. So I was born in New Jersey in 1978. I spent my whole childhood feeling like a loner, like an outsider, like I was very weird. People made fun of me. I was teased. I graduated, went to high school, had a pretty normative experience in high school, actually a, a pretty good one, pretty fun, happy experience in high school. Went to college, uh, and, and unlike my peers, spent college very asexually and focused mostly on my studies and my academic performance and, and learning and creativity, but I, I didn't experience myself as a sexual being until I graduated. When I was 22, I had my first relationship with a woman. I thought I identified as lesbian, but there was something in me that never really identified with that term. Spent my 20s kind of identifying androgynously. And um, then in my early 30s, decided to decided to uh, really start to transform my gender presentation. So <clears throat> sexual orientation was who I was attracted to. And my gender presentation was how I presented myself to the world with my clothing and my haircut. These are all social constructs. Our society decides men wear these things, women wear these things. And I think you can agree these things are all starting to fall apart. Uh, they're, they're changing, they're blending. And I see myself through my past experience, but absolutely more recently, my experience of coming out as transgender and identifying as transgender and being perceived as transgender and being responded to in that way. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of curiosity. And ultimately, I wasn't prepared for what happened because I based my decision on my prior experience coming out from my sexual orientation, which was much less controversial. Uh, it, It wasn't such a big deal. And I wasn't really prepared. I was also trying to run a business at the time. I was, I was in the process of waking up to the dysfunctional pattern I had of relationships. So the more, the more recent one that I was in, I was in the process of like waking up and how I needed to remove myself from what had been a pattern, a lifelong pattern of toxic, dysfunctional relationships. So I was removing myself from that, transitioning socially, you know, in front of the world to see, trying to run a business. I put myself in graduate school. So 
basically, there was a lot. There was a lot at once. And at the five-year mark about, I was on the edge of a breakdown. And by that, I mean my health was good, but something wasn't right. Everything that I was trying to do wasn't working for me to achieve self-actualization. And it seemed like the more I tried, the more I tried to achieve, and the more I tried to heal, the less I was. So, and and it's like I knew that I was here for a reason, and I knew I could, I was internalizing and integrating all of these experiences and all of these ideas and concepts. And I mean, my God, it's like all of a sudden, all of this stuff was coalescing, but I didn't have any way of digesting it because I was constantly focusing on output. So I, I was on the verge and I knew, I knew to complete that process, something, something needed to change. And this was an intuitive thing. This wasn't a, um, a premeditated thing. It was an intu- an intuition. And I followed my intuition and I chose to live in Vermont, not because anything special about Vermont said like, oh, you have to go to Vermont. But it was more of an intuitive feeling of needing to go away. And the first image that popped into my mind or, or the feeling that came in was uh, a wood stove because I had lived in an apartment with a wood stove in my mid-20s. And I that came up, again, from an intuitive place. I associated that period of time with tremendous joy and comfort and fun and happiness. And I said, I want to feel like that again. I don't feel that way. For as much as I've accomplished and for as much as I'm doing, which was a lot, it was a lot of accomplishments, a lot of, I was doing a lot of great things. I was successful in my business. Um, I was healthy. I was happy. I was strong. I was fit. But there was, there was one, there was a, a piece of it, of it not coming together. And I, so I wasn't happy, like on a, on a consistent, unshakable, and in a consistent, unshakable way. So I, I pursued that. I pursued my own happiness. Because I knew until I was happy, I wouldn't really be able to fulfill the purpose of why I was here. And so I moved. And I went to live in this barn with this wood stove. And that's all I knew. And I basically put myself in intentional isolation. I did befriend some people. I had a little bit of a social life. I got a little part-time job to make friends. And things went so well and so effortlessly. It was the beginning of me really experiencing this flow state or this law of attraction state that people had been talking about. I had had it in glimpses, but it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't staying it would come and then fall out and then come and then fall out. And this period started to feel more and more like that. And it was hard for me to trust it at first because I had all these false starts, but I did trust it. And then around March, I had a really powerful spiritual experience. I had quit the little part-time job. I was working very hard. I was coaching a lot, coaching, coaching pretty much around the clock. So I was either eating, sleeping, or coaching and drinking water. And so I was really immersed in it. And I had a spiritual experience in late March with an owl. And owls, 
the owl totem, I did research, represent intuition and transformation. And when I first moved to Vermont, I mean, you cannot make this up, honestly. When I first moved to Vermont, the owl appeared within two weeks or so. And then, so now March... I, I went through kind of like the winter of my discontent or whatever. And now in March, there was a couple, two days in a row where it was either the same owl repeatedly or it was multiple different owls flying around the barn where I lived in my view. So not on the other side of the barn, but like in full view of my side of the barn where my windows faced all day long. Not in the early morning hours, not at dusk when they're usually out, but all day long. And I knew something was up. And... And so something came, again, it's an intuitive, I would liken it to an idea, it's, it's, a, it's a confluence for me, the way I experience it. it's a confluence of an idea, like the word, and also a feeling. That's how I experience it. And, and it was like, all of a sudden the word ego came into my mind, and I knew I'd been battling my ego for months. I was working with a coach on battling my ego. I couldn't overcome it. I was, I was resentful. I was cynical. I was feeling frustrated. I'm just going to be completely honest. A lot, like I said, a lot of these heterosexual, white, cisgender thought leaders that are out there right now, I was just feeling really annoyed and frustrated by. I was just thinking to myself, you know, you're throwing around words like authenticity. You know, you're throwing around books about ego and overcoming and, you know, be, and, and I just thought to myself, well, like, what do you know? What do you know? Like, you, you don't know half of what I understand about how people are interacting with each other and what it's like and gender roles and norms. And, and I was battling this feeling and I was angry and really angry. And, but there was this part of me as a coach knew, you know, abundance Dylan, like these people, there's plenty of room. There's seven and a half billion people on this planet. And these people need to talk about what they understand. And it's different from what you understand, but like, you know, why can't you just accept this? And then boom, it was like a shockwave. And then that was the experience with the owl where it was just like, you just got to accept this. You just need to accept this and then move on and do your part. Use your voice, speak up, share. So I was trying to do that. And to be honest, it's kind of embarrassing. I was making these like weird videos. It was also happening shortly after the um, changeover in the administration. I was making these videos, maybe sounded like rambling, babbling nonsense, which this podcast episode might sound like to you. And um, yeah, it just was this period of like, it was, it was unclear, but, but, but I kept trying. I kept trying anyway. And some things I've deleted and, and erased because they weren't really coming from the most centered, grounded place. And they weren't really helping anyone. But some of, some of what I created, I've left up. And I'm, and I'm fine with that because it's important for people to see the progression. And, and I also had an awareness that I was trapped in anger in part because I had never actually fully allowed myself to grieve the experiences I had when I announced I was transitioning. First and foremost, with, within the relationship that I was a part of, the, I, I don't want to use the word romantic because it wasn't a romantic relationship. We were, we were um, pantomiming at it being a romantic relationship, but there was really nothing romantic about what was transpiring between the two of us and never really had been. And also the way my family responded, which was, for all intents and purposes, disowning me and, 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 and alienating me, not speaking to me. And I was trying so hard in an effort to survive 
for myself, but also to maintain my professionalism. Um, I was trying. I, I was trying to be positive and inspiring about my circumstances. I was really trying to see the silver lining about what was happening. But what happened over the course of three years is I eroded my own grieving process. I, I, tra- I in an effort to transcend, I, I was uh, suppressing and repressing my own grief, namely my own anger about what happened and the ways in which I was treated and what I was subjected to and what I experienced. Much of which I co-created with who I was being at the time, my own ego, my own habits, my own tendencies, my own patterns. But some of what I experienced um, was definitely a result of the limitations of the people in my life. And I kept trying to rationalize and justify that to try to be this really evolved human being, this very forgiving, compassionate, patient, loving person. And before we can get there, we first need to really honor and really be present to the ways in which other people's behavior, despite their best intentions, does impact, does impact us. And that's what I was um, avoiding. So during these two days with this owl, uh, that came up and I allowed that anger to really come up and be there. And, and from all the work that I've done, it, I didn't need much time. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't need to hang around for years. I just acknowledged the anger. I acknowledged what I had done in an attempt to just be a good person and the cost that it took on me and the toll that it took on my whole life. And, and then it started to dissolve. And I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that it's done, but it's, 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 I've made significant progress. It's fantastic. And then that's when the ego could get out of the way. It's always there, but it, it, it created space and that's what happened. And then another week later, the property that I was living on changed hands. A new person brought the property and he, he immediately removed the wood stoves. And I felt it viscerally. And that might sound really silly to you, but if you remember, that was the very reason that I moved to that area. It wasn't because, you know, I was like dying to live in this particular town. In fact, I really didn't know, I knew nothing about it. I just, you know, barely said, you know, is this going to be good enough? Sure. It was for that wood stove in that apartment. And so when it was removed with hardly any notice, I immediately reacted and said, you know, I've got three months left on this lease can you just leave it intact? Because there was this part of me that was like, wait, I'm not done. You know, I've just started this process of completing my healing process and I feel like I could use more time. But apparently the universe was like, no, actually you are done. And now you've got to get back out into the world. And, and that's when I realized because this, this new property owner was just, um, he was so, he was so inflexible and so not, not compassionate. What's the, what's the word for that? I, I really, I realized it was happening that way on purpose because if it wasn't so uncomfortable, I would have stayed on. I would have kept nurturing or, or, you know, convincing myself that I maybe should stay in that area, even though it was so clear that I was not meant to stay there. So I immediately took the message for what it was and my time where my time there was done. And I realized that the whole purpose of moving up there was to heal, was to complete my healing process, 
again, something I didn't know. It was an intuition, but then it became very obvious. Uh, that's exactly what I had done. And now it was time to, to get back out and, and do the work. Work that I had already been doing, but at, at a more integrated, um, consistent, coherent, power, more powerful level, which is, which is what I had wanted to do. So that's what happened. And so now where I'm at now is in a state of, of moving, I'm moving and, and people keep saying like, where are you moving to? What are you doing? And I just keep saying to them, I don't know. I don't know. And trust me, this is very strange for me because I've actually never quite lived my life like this. And, and it's also working so perfectly. I completely trust it. And so what I've done is I've surrendered to flow. I've surrendered to, to flow state. I'm allowing myself to be guided. I'm, as to where I'm going to live geographically, but my work remains the same as it's been for eight years. I've built my business over eight years to not be geographically dependent. I wouldn't call myself a digital nomad yet, but um, yeah, the work that I do as a coach, it, it, I can do it anywhere as long as my clients are flexible, which of course they are because we have the magic of the internet. So as long as they can get me, <laughs> um, they're happy and I'm happy to have them. So that, that's what's happening, and, and that's what's next. Uh, I'm absolutely dedicating the summer to writing. I feel more ready to write my book. Some of it is still unclear, mostly because I'm overthinking it and I'm trying to make it perfect. But now that I've just sat down and started writing, it's becoming more clear what, what I want to share. It's just about how to organize it. And I tried working with an editor, but I don't really think she was quite on the level, and she hasn't kept in touch and I've reached out. I'm at a point in my life now where if I if there's a connection and I try to I try to continue and it's not reciprocated, I surrender it. Whereas in my past, I kept over-enduring and kept trying to force a connection because my ego or my old patterns were so attached to maintaining that well past the point of it serving me. And I've spent, mm, I would say really since I became a coach, the past eight years, really working on changing that and, and uh, transforming that pattern. So now my turnaround time is a lot quicker. So I'll try to make a connection, but if it's just not happening now, I just surrender it. And I, I just want to invite you to really start to see this in your life because, and Gabby Bernstein came up with this, but um, or she she conveyed this message. I don't know that she actually came up with it. But rejection is protection. So if something is not coming to you, what you experience as rejection or being rejected, it's actually the universe protecting you. So an example from my life is this relationship that I was in. The person, despite saying multiple times, multiple occasions, I 100% support your transition. I'll stick by you. You know, I'll help you through this. The person changed her mind. And then, but, but was really ambivalent about it. So her mind would change on a daily basis. So I never really quite knew if I was going to be supported and loved or rejected and abandoned. And it kept changing and changing and changing, which prolonged my ability to leave because as my pattern, I would keep over enduring a dynamic like that well past the point of it serving me. So people, you know, people, how did I get on that tip? Oh, as an example of like, 
you know, when, when something happens that we experience as being rejected, it's actually the universe protecting us from something that was not meant for us. And I'm really awake to that and really present to that now. It was a crucial, crucial lesson that I needed to learn on my path. And um, it happened as it happened and it, and it needed to be exactly what it needed to be. And it was perfect. And I'm grateful for everything that happened, grateful for everything I've learned, grateful for who I've become. I'm a person that I never would have been without that specifically that one example, but there's been so many others regarding jobs, my family. Um, I mean, even foods, <laughs> foods that I used to eat that, you know, I stopped eating and I'm like, wow, I'm a whole, I'm a whole different person now from not eating that food. So I just really want to invite you to step into when your body, when your mind, when your soul, when your spirit experiences something leaving to not, I want to invite you, don't cling, don't cling, don't try to force or maintain an attachment because the universe is trying to pull that thing out of your life for your own improvement, for your own evolution, for your own health. And the longer you cling, the longer you delay your joy and your, your actualization to become the best version of who you can be. And, and if you're kind of curious, like, well, uh, why? Like, why would I care about that? I mean, because you'll never feel better than when you're your healthiest, happiest self. You know, suffering falls away. Physical problems fall away. Mental anguish, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all of that stuff has evaporated. I can, I, I, there's really, I don't want to say there's no words to describe it. I'm trying to tell you as it's, as it's happening to me, what it feels like. All those things that I struggled with for, for almost four decades. Well, I didn't really struggle probably until I was like a teenager. So yeah, the first, the first 12 or 13 years of my life, I wasn't really struggling and suffering that much, but, but you know, once adolescence hit, absolutely. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm here. I've lived it. I've walked it. I feel like I've been to hell and back a couple different times, including, you know, on bus rides from Boston to New York. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I've really walked something and and have come back around. People call it the hero, you know, hero's journey or whatever. But um, I don't really say that I feel as, like a hero as much as a guide. I And people will use the term guru. I don't really want that word. I, I'm, I don't associate or align with it or whatever, resonate with it, but guide. I definitely want to say, oh my God, you know, here we go. And we're going to be going down this trail. Don't step there. Watch for that. Be careful of this. But to be honest with you, I'm going to be really hesitant to say too much because that was my path. That was my experience. And yours it might be really different. And and if I say too much, the the, the, the tricky thing is if I say too much and I prevent and I prevent the the negative uncomfortable experiences your transformation you know I'll I'll um I'll retard your transformation I'll I'll, I'll impact it so I'm going to have to really figure out with guidance from source or, you know, whomever, how to convey or how to share. That's why I'm sharing my experience, not to be uh, a reality 
TV show or a, a reality podcast or something, but to say, this is what I've done, not for you to just, you know, be a voyeur, but for you to be applying in your life so that you transform. So I'm really hoping, I have to let go of attachment to what people are doing with whatever they're hearing, but that is my purpose in sharing. So that's what I want to invite you to do. So here's my, my call to action for you. Please follow along with this. Please listen, because I feel like I finally got what I need to say and how to say it, and it feels great after feeling like I've been trying to figure it out. And then the second thing is to share this. One, you know, you're listening right now and you're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Oh my God. He's speaking to what like I've experienced or how I'm feeling. I feel, I felt crazy or weird and now I don't feel alone. Just know there's other people that are feeling the same way. And I would really appreciate if you could share this so that they could have access to hearing what might help and soothe and comfort and support them in their process. And then the last thing is stay tuned because I'm going to be, which you'll be, you'll, you'll be because you'll be following along, but I'm going to be spending the summer both writing my book and also developing courses based on work that I've been doing for eight years, but kind of concentrating it and, and organizing it in a way that um, will help you. Of course, if you want to work with me individually, that's fine too. Either way, just get in touch, get in touch with questions, get in touch with comments, um, I'm excited to be co-creating this with you all together. I feel like I've got some good medicine that will help, especially right now. I don't think it's a coincidence what's happening politically, what's happening around the planet. There's a lot of chaos. I just want you to know chaos precedes destruction. Destruction and chaos are necessary for evolution. I don't want you to lose heart. I don't want you to feel scared. I want you to trust that what's happening right now, the disintegration of what wasn't working needs to fall apart for the, what will work to emerge at the individual level, starting at the individual level, you, you change, I change, the next person changes. That's how we evolve. You see, it's not going to be like this like sonic boom where everyone does it at the same time. It has to be consciously chosen. You have to get into your consciousness and be aware of what you're doing, aware of what you're thinking, aware of what you're saying. Transform that to be light, love, positivity. And then that's how we all do it. Not everyone's going to choose it. There are going to be some people who cannot grasp it. They're not capable they don't want to, it's okay. Don't worry about them. Focus on you and focus on the people who are ready, willing, and able to evolve. That's all I'm going to say for today. <laughs>